And welcome, Mr. Delacruz, Aristil, Aristyles. Damn, hella names. For coming on. Before we talk business later, please drop the mic with some poetry, some of your art. All right. We could curse in here, no? Yes. What? But this is no the no limits. This is the kuya Christian. It's not very kuya to curse. I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it minimum if I do. But I, I don't think this one has curse words. This is this is a poem I wrote recently. Um, I like to write poems once in a while. I usually I'm a rapper first, but I like to do poems. Mm. But nowadays, every Filipino's a rapper, so I don't want to rap anymore. <laughs> but every Filipino's okay? a poet too. You're right. Um. But you know, I think more people are trying to do rapping because it's more, uh, it's cooler, more more glitter to it. It's, yeah. uh, All right. It's so this swaggy. one's called Tenth Frame. It's about my dad. My dad just retired, um, forty plus years at the hotel as a hotel worker. Damn, yeah. what hotel? Handlery Hotel in SF. Damn. Yeah. So, con- congrats to my pops. All right. This one's called Tenth Frame. My brown father would wear a black glove resting on his palm. His callous fingers poke out with his middle and ring finger inserted into the glossy painted ball of orange. A color as bright as his dreams, a 16-pounder with an oiled surface that glistened against the alley lights. He wore faded blue jeans over his thin legs. He wore the belt buckle of a boxing champ and the belly of a beer drinker. During the day, he is a hotel worker. He vacuums hotel rooms, makes beds, and wipes down the showers that rich tourists wash their grime in. He looks and eats like his wages. He seemingly switches between Spanish and Tagalog as he passes his co-workers, as he has always struggled with his English. Because to him, the English language always tasted bitter when it rolled off his tongue. He is a jokester despite the silence and the discreetness that his job demands of him. The tourists pay no attention to him. There is no thank you, no friendly smiles, just the expectation that they are entitled to a pristine room. His bosses are white men, but not just any white men, wealthy with a voice that cracks like whips. Dollar lines, the dollars line their pockets with, while inflammation lines my father's joints. Mm. They speak to him like he is stupid. Their tone is condescending and slow, but he is quick to notice racism and just as quick to remain silent. Mm. He cannot be seen. He cannot be heard. They don't want him. They just want his labor. He is just a hotel worker. But when the sun sets and night casts a and night casts a hue of dark grays over a bowling alley in foggy Daly City, that's terrible, by the way. R.I.P. My father is seen, he is heard, surrounded by the symphonious sounds of Filipino languages gracefully sewn between the sweet, the sweet ca- crackling of bowling pins toppling down. He's on his last frame, two strikes in and drenched in a glorious sweat. He has already won the game against his opponents. They are white men, but they look like immigrants in this part of town. To my father, it was never about beating his opponent. It was about achieving excellence, becoming the best bowler that he could be, immigrant ambition. My father takes one last breath, then approaches with his ball extending outward, then his arms swinging back like a pendulum. His movements are natural. By the time my father hits the fourth step of his stride, the heavy ball releases from his fingers while his front foot slides forward like progress. 
He excels as if a burden has been relieved. His arms swing upwards and remains there for a brief moment as the ball spins forward sideways, curving ne near the edge of the gutter as if flirting with death. The Grim Reapers tango like a boat navigating across the unrelenting tantrum of the Pacific. The white pins look fearful as it approaches relentlessly, unsure as to how many of them will fall. And at the last foot, foot of the lane, the ball curves right into the center of the white pyramid. The orange ball smashes into the pins, sending them crashing into each other and into the back of the lane. As the pins are swept away, my father turns around, greeted by high fives and the adoration of his peers. And for a moment, with sweat dripping down his head, he feels right at home. Mm, snaps, snaps, snaps. Can you tell me a little bit of what um, inspired that poem, where were you were at when you were writing it, and your thought process and all? Um, so I, I wrote this this poem because um, I was just trying to reflect on, like, I'm getting older. I got a kid. Oh. I'm married. Don't you have another one? Yeah, another one on, on the, the way. way. Yeah, <laughs> shoot. R.I.P. Sleep, right? <laughs> Okay. How old is the first one right now? Three and a half. Three and, and a half. half. It'll be Damn, four in boy. April. And you're going to uh, have another one? Do yeah, you know nope. if it's girl or boy? Not yet. Okay, uh, okay. In a few weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, no more after this. <laughs> I, I don't believe in the two parents, three kids, because you're outnumbered. Mm. Um, so yeah, two two ratio. One to one ratio. <laughs> one to one ratio is good. Uh, and I'll, I'm, I'm cool with that. We could handle that. They say, though, that's not a, a, um, ecologically good. You should be doing two to one. Really? In terms of overpopulation now. Uh, for, oh, because uh, yeah. our carbon footprint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The carbon um, footprint of children. So we should only have one. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, what was what it called? Uh, Because uh, uh, I ran into Alvin like last week because he does a Capitiron program. Oh. It's like congratulations and i said well you know just combating white supremacy one brown child at a time <laughs> right in many ways having children is revolutionary like you just you know have what? kids populate the world with brown people right you think i think because i mean isn't there a lot more in terms of number but the power is not necessarily with them on the world stage yes though right um but to exist as a brown person, I feel like that's also, in a sense, mm. a form of activism, a form of progress. Um, and I think some people would argue to exist as a brown person here, especially right. within right. what they would say the belly of the beast, yeah. is different. And in, and in San Francisco, where it's getting gentrified and mm. less brown. Mm. Which is a whole other bag. Maybe we'll get into that. Maybe. So but, you were saying. Yeah, you were I, I reflecting. did. Yeah, I was reflecting on my on my dad, and 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 uh, he retired. So it kind of marks this transition into retirement, um, and just thinking about like did did he ever find home here as a as a hotel worker? And you know, through the years, you you notice that like you know my dad like he's he um like his bones start hurting you know mm. he's taking pain medication and it's like america has all this uh like opiate addiction now like opiate mm -hmm, problems mm -hmm, yeah it's mm -hmm. crazy um but uh he uh yeah i i that inspired that i've always wanted to um incorporate bowling into that because i felt like that was one of the few things that that he really enjoyed or I saw him really happy with his folks at Cerebral. Cerebral. 
There's classic stuff. It's not there stuff. anymore, though. No, no, no. They didn't renew the the, the lease. That there's even petitions for it, right? But Cerebral. now it's just empty. It, yeah, it's just, I don't know what the uh, the city wants to use for it. I think um, the dealership part like parks their cars there. That's horrible. Actually. That's what yeah. I remember seeing. It's just and it's just sitting there. But we everyone... need cars. We need bowling pins. <laughs> you know, like. But uh, yeah, that was a great. Um, that was a great spot. I used to, uh, my dad used to take me there. He used to play all the arcades. So, karaoke. You were, for context, you were born here. Uh, SF, born in SF. Born and raised San Excelsior. Francisco. Excelsior. Yeah. Excelsior, Dis- District 11. I know you went to Balboa High School. Right. Where do you go to college? I went to SF State. And what? University. Uh, what did you like study? Basically, 80% of the guests on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> SFSU Gators. The people listening, like another SF State guy, like <laughs> I try to be different, you know. I majored in astronomy. No, I, no, I did not. Uh, but uh, what yes. did you major in, though? I majored in bachelor's liberal studies. Okay, and then I went to get a master's in education, equity, and social justice at SF State too. Yeah. Damn, okay. That, that's, a, that's a woke ass. <laughs> education equity social justice hey, I, I did mean, get a that... minor in, in Asian American studies and then I, I went back after my master's uh, I think I worked for like two years and then um, I, I got my uh, credentials and uh, now I teach English where? at South City High School South City High School my, my first year I did teach at um, Martin Luther King Middle School mm. And then I, t- and then after that, they they I got pink slipped, um, because I was dangerous. No, uh, they pink slipped <laughs> you if you're a first year teacher, because you know the budget has not been approved and blah blah blah. It's it's normal. Um, but then I I went to Viz Valley, middle school. I did peer resource. Uh huh. Um, and they're like really really cool organization. If folks get a chance to link up or do work with them, peer resources basically centers around um, creating student leaders. Um, and doing student-led projects. Mm. So they do stuff like restorative justice circles, peer mediations, things like that. So I did that for one year. And then I, um, my kid was born that year. And then my kid's daycare was like in Daly City. And then uh, one of the counselors at South City was like, hey, uh, do you want to teach ethnic studies? And I'm like, yeah, I, I would love to teach ethnic studies. So it, it was an ethnic studies English program at South City. The rest is history. I've been there for like four years. Damn. Oh, this is my fourth year now. Yeah. What so. uh, clubs or organizations were you part of when you were at SF State? Were you an active um, student and all? Clubs and organizations. I mainly did just. I did. Um, I did Filipino American Collegiate Endeavor Pace. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah, and it's like the the tip- <laughs> typical route. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I did, I didn't do much. And then I did PEP, uh, uh Pinoy Panay Educational yes. Partnerships. We can get into that. Uh, yeah. What, um. Those were the main two. I want to ask, how did you get into writing poetry? But a while ago you said you were a rapper too. Yeah, I was a rapper first. Or I guess I'm still a rapper. Some people are still ask you, still okay. rap, still rap. That I'm means like, we're yeah. going to throw on some beats well, in we, a few minutes for I'm, a little I'm freestyle. Cool. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, but can you tell me a little bit about how that all started? Yeah, I mean, I, I I I got into rap um, with uh, just like a lot, a lot of people growing up in the '90s in San Francisco, especially Bay Area folks. Like, you're gonna be into rap, um, and then um, you know, I started writing like really bad rhymes like in eighth <laughs> grade, 
but like being this closet and MC. Every there's everyone's a closet MC at uh-huh, first, uh-huh. and then like slowly getting out of my shell and like busting freestyles, and then like thinking I was really good, and uh-huh. then <laughs> and then you realize you're not that good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but like th- that part of like lying to yourself and saying like, yeah, I'm I'm really good. Um, helped me grow as a rapper like i was rapping about like being like i was influenced by wu-tang clan and just trying to rap these sort of like uh you know like my rhymes are like will kill you type stuff like <laughs> like my words are like razors like that like it the spray bullets with my words right, 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 right. <laughs> what you say at the rhyme bro my lyrical gun is about to yeah, just yeah. shoot you like <laughs> no you no you, you're just saying words uh so uh i mean i still like that rap that type of rap but sometimes you know people can be a bit much with it like Calm down, rocket launcher tongue. You know, just <laughs> relax, okay? Uh, but then, of course, you, you, you learn stuff. You become politicized. You, you get into, you know, writing more stuff. Um, and then I just started writing poetry because I felt like um, sometimes being trapped within the, 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 the exp- like having to rhyme every line can, uh. Be, uh, can confine you in, uh. in terms of what you're trying to say. Yeah. That's interesting because I'm just taking a poetry class now and I was forced to kind of not write in rhyme. Mm. And it was a little bit like, oh, like right. there was something twitching in me like there right. has to like finish in a rhyme. Mm. And I felt weird at first, but eventually right. it's, it is kind of a cool right. feeling to just right. go off and have another yeah. way of expression. And that's cool. Um, and I know some people are not going to like the poem that I wrote because it's not spoken wordy, you know? <laughs> and what I mean by spoken wordy is like, I'm angry at the government and I'm going to yell for three minutes spoken word. You know, like, that's cool. I have a few of those, you know what I mean? Like, I have a few of those, but like, you know, at the end of it, I think as we get older, we look at what's actually being said instead of how it's being said. You know, I think... Uh, for me, I, I, I see past that. And uh, no, like I use poetry in my classroom. I still like spoken word. I get excited when young people do it, but I'm not going to lie. After a while, it just kind of hurts my ears, you know, like, <laughs> okay, we're all angry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This that- is for, this is for, <laughs> this is about, right? And then it's like they repeat the same line and like, it's cool. It's cool. Um, it just depends how it comes out. But then again, people will might look at that poem that I just did and be like, oh, that's very spoken wordy too. So, you know, just do you, you know? Oh, okay. At the end of the day, I just want poets to be honest. Don't try to emulate the award-winning poetry voice because mm. it's, it's kind of, it takes away from the, the authenticity or the creativity of, of, of actually being an artist or a poet, you know? Uh, what grades do you teach? I teach ELD three, so that's nine to twelve. So students that are supposedly supposed to transition into being a fluent English speaker and whatever language that they speak. So most of my students do speak Spanish because our school is about fifty, sixty percent mm. Latino. So I get a lot of students, um, and then I also teach ninth grade, ninth grade students. And then, which one's yeah. the ethnic studies one? Uh, this year, I'm actually not teaching ethnic studies because oh. I think we our English classes 
lot of the English teachers were teaching like AVID, and so they needed、uh, me to take on a, a more English classes. And then, but they still have ethnic studies there. So if you're thinking of enrolling your child, there is a great and awesome history teacher、yes. out there that's just teaching ethnic studies. Was it Gustavo? Yep. Yes. And、uh, yeah, we we、uh, we we we've、uh, we build every now and then. It's been hard because we've been really busy, but、uh, you know. Share materials, share ideas, stuff like that. Dope. Did you want to do a poem, or did you want to go to the freestyle? Man, we could do this freestyle. Let's do this freestyle because I don't、It's、think people like my... that poem. It was a no, very spoken wordy. No, bro. I actually liked it. I actually appreciate those, especially the somewhat homage to another person. I kind of because that's also different from a lot of poems. A lot of poems, spoken word is me centric. Right,、mm. the ones to be able to write for another person is、right. it is a different approach.、Right. And yo, I liked some of those that stood out to me was just quick enough.、Uh, he's quick to see the racism, but quick enough、mm. to stay si- silent, right? right? And then there was one where he looks just as much as he's paid, right? Right, he looks.、Um, can you before we jump into freestyle? Can you just dive into a little bit more about your piece? Tell me like about your pops and. Well, yeah, I mean, you, it's good that you brought that up because I because my dad's not man of few words. We had like a we had a lunch today where we celebrated his retirement, and、uh, you know they sang him. It was over at Max Chicken. They make they got good chicken. Max's.、Um, Max's chicken. Fried、yeah. chicken. Over、Ooh. in South City, and then、uh, so they basically, you know, they sang Happy Birthday. He's a good. Here's a jolly, jolly good fellow. Is that、yeah. what it is? He's a jolly. They played it like the karaoke, the corny karaoke version, <laughs> and, and then they're like speech, and my dad goes, "Thank you, thank you." That's it, and then he walks away, right? But he's a few, man of few words, and. You know, when you see your your folks get older, you're like, man, I gotta tell these stories.、Mm. Yeah, I think at one point, I mean, not at one point, I, I, to a certain extent, I want to be my the historian of my own family. Yes, we gotta yes. preserve because、yes. I because I, I was speaking of Gustavo, I was having this conversation of like Gustavo, like how he was saying like when we we're talking about like movements and like you know documenting like our histories, and we talk about like how. Black history gets documented at a way better level than say Latinos or Filipinos. Like we need to do a better job of documenting our stuff, bro. But even white history,、yeah. like, and this is not to cap on some folks, but we had a person visit、uh, my class who was、uh, of, I believe, like German descent or something,、um, who grew up in the Philippines. And、mm-hmm. what was a trip is they had their history of being white in the Philippines. Very、documented? well recorded and documented. Wow! This is what my family was doing when the Spanish was running the、right. time there. This is this was their business.、Right. They sold this and they sold that, and this is where we went afterwards and all that.、Right. And here I'm sitting. I don't even know what my grandfather's fathers d- did. Right. Right? right. I don't know specifically even the whole story of my grandfather because、mm-hmm. he、mm-hmm. died before、um, we were able to really dive in. And at the same thing as your pops, man of few words. Right. And we. It makes me wonder: is that a cultural thing where they don't want to speak on their stories, right? Whether it's traumatic or they just want、mm-hmm. to move forward and、yeah. live now, like okay, get your education and work, right? And all that. Oh my! Like first generation immigrant mentality.、Mm-hmm. It's like we're here now, 
just make money mm-hmm. succeed like mm-hmm. money becomes like the main measurement of success right mm-hmm. so it's like you don't need to ask me about those things mm-hmm. like we're here get a job you know make something of your american opportunity but um yeah um uh, m- most of it was just like how can i document these stories my folks are getting old like my mom my mom just had hip, hip surgery you know it's like when you're a kid you're like oh your kids your parents gonna be there forever they're invincible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they start like their bodies start breaking and you're like oh snap let me like you know then you start thinking about oh one day they're not gonna be here so i need to begin sort of documenting or digging digging for those those stories even even those you know every family has secrets family secrets yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you gotta try and pry, pry them, <laughs> and, and get those secrets. Uh, There's shit that Filipinos, I... man. There's secrets. There's shame attached to these secrets. But I think we're in a different time, and we gotta preserve. We gotta preserve these. We gotta know the truth, right? Um, but uh, that, I mean, that's mainly the reason why, why I wrote that Word. that piece. Word. But I even just think about how he's just such a. The idea of him just, you know, how he's he's given up his body. And then I just wonder how many rich people have stayed at that hotel and how many millions of dollars they've made over the years. Yeah. At the expense of... Yeah, the at the expense of these, these laborers. Mm. Yeah. Damn. So now we about to put on some instrumentals of Mr. Soul Chef. And this one will be the freestyle session with Mr. Soul Chef. Aristyle. You know this guy personally? No. I just know the... He's a producer. He hasn't come after you like, don't be using my beats. <laughs> hey, get it. This sounds some smooth rap. Give me like a like a topic or throw a word out there. Ethnic study. Uh, freestyle off the top of it. Freestyle, you know what the topic is. Ethnic studies. Yo, I want that money, but really I'm out here trying to feed my child hungry. Uh, throw the next word at me. Freestyle one time, School. you could just catch me. School, this is college university. Freestyle, check the verse, how I'm serving beats. Uh, we in the studio busting raps. Freestyle one time, I know you loving that. Water and the tea, freestyle. This is how I do it, and I'm trying to be free. And I just fortress the castle, just beats that. That's the battle. No David Hassel off a battle dog. Freestyle when I rap and raw. Filipino uh, rapper. This is how I do it. I'm a rapper on the microphone. One time I just snapper. Uh, yeah, snap the record. Freestyle one time. This is not a desert. Filipino rappers. I'ma talk about them. Freestyle one time. Mr. Ray, my friend, and I'ma do that. Do it all day. You gon' kiss the sky like your name, Rolay. Hey, uh, freestyle. I'm trying to be free. JT or is it just Kiwi? Uh. We be out here in bamboo freestyle one time. I'm just that rap dude. Uh. Know me, power struggle in the PI freestyle on the microphone. Yo, I stay fly. Uh. How I do it one time. Yo, I gotcha. This is circa 901, like it's Ruby Abara. Uh. Or is it circa 95? I don't really know. Now I bust it on the rhyme. Now I got to keep it live. What's the next word you say? This is how I gotta do it when we're rhyming in the bay. Uh. 
freestyle SF to DC, Daily City, yo, it's never pretty Nah, sometimes it's nice, sometimes it's mostly foggy On the microphone one time, you can't stop me Top of the hill, Jolly B Chicken On the microphone one time, it's my decision When I'm coming through one time, I got the best Yo, I exhale in my breath, say uh, Pinoy Pinai Educational Partnerships One time I'll be making you Just vibe We've been around for a while I was there back in the days It just rhyme And when I come through Yo I just switch Yo I give a shout out to your boy Aldrich In Pep and your man Johnel Freestyle one time Cause you mess it well uh, SFSU Let me get you an ninjitsu I spit through Let me give you the ill truth One time I'm not a hater Yo, I went to SF State I am a gator I make a rhyme One time it sees a Chavez Center When I enter the dragon Freestyle I be smashing Amazing How I'm rapping I'm not an Anglo-Saxon I'm a rap guy Wrestling Freestyle I'm straggling On the microphone One time I got battle them Stone Cold Steve Austin You got a problem You lost son On the microphone Yo, I stop them Yeah, this is D-Lo Brown Freestyle one time, yo, he's so proud Like, wow, come through, I be saying I put my fist up like the nation of domination uh-huh. The Generation X, high freestyle, what's next? On the microphone, yo, I am the best High school, I'm not like you, I rhyme through This is how I do it one time, this is my dime shoes Uh, this is South City Warriors Freestyle, I be showing you something uh-huh. beat style <laughs> Uh, that's my free. You got another? You got another track Wait, in you? Oh, we got more. I, I I love freestyling. Okay, let's go. All right. It's California, California, uh, California, CA. That's what he say On the microphone Understand that he slay uh. This beat right here Just nodded to it Freestyle one time This is home improvement Tim Allen You can take the challenge On the microphone one time I straight slamming uh. MJ MJ Michael Jordan On the microphone I'm hot like I be scorching Human torching Steph Curry or the Warriors Freestyle one time Yo I got a warning ya Uh Yo better take caution What's the problem One time I gotta stop him What's the next word you gonna Serve to me freestyle one time. I cut like surgery. Uh, check the nerve in me. San Francisco. Beats. One time, how I serve it. See, this is San Francisco 415. Freestyle one time. You can afford the can't afford the lies. Not all lives matter. Freestyle on the microphone. I scatter like a machine gun. Freestyle this machine, son. On Activism. the microphone one time. I'ma get them. Uh, I'm not a activist. It's freestyle at one time. I could practice this. Cause a activist wouldn't be married with two kids on the way. Yo, it's just scary. Uh, cause I know I'm not gonna sleep. It's freestyle right here. This is chill old beat. So, chef, he be cooking it nice in the kitchen. One time I need some ice. Lola. Cause it's too hot. And I know I'm gonna show ya. I gotta give the bless to my Lola. Show respect. Mono po. Freestyle one time. Yo, I got more flow. Oh, and your Lola got wrinkles on her face But she got so much youth And I gotta say, uh, I don't even know what to say I'm over here on the next rhyme and I do podcast. okay? This is Kuya Chris Podcast A raw cat on the microphone, I got that For y'all to listen to, free if you listen This is how I do, I got the ill ambition Laptop speakers, mixes on my right Keyboard right here, every time I rhyme The background white
white garage right here This is how I do it and you know I just steer In the direction when I'm coming out Right now it feel like I'm on a porn couch But that's crazy, I could just switch it up Freestyle one time, homeboy, mix it up Say the word one more time, battle rap right there the Freestyle one time and I'm about to just say When I come through, I just go smash him Who's a guy, Drake? I'ma slay that dragon Oh, every time I do it, I just make sense I don't give a damn about 50 cent I need a dollar, so you can holler at your mama This is how I do it, I ain't tryna bring drama When I coming through, yo, I just rhyme flow I'm a insane dude, but not psycho Oh, I rhyme though, when I got gotcha Yo, I gotta say peace to Skits Kasamas That's my cousin, freestyle, I'm just kidding All you Filipino rappers, just stop tripping If I'm coming at you with rap bars Freestyle one time, I'm getting that mad cars When I coming through, you need to just chill Your name, Power Sugar, cause you didn't pay your electric bill <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. People gonna get all mad now. Ooh, power struggle. He no got friends, me. he gonna get bamboo and and, no and, me. and Prometheus on me. I'ma tell, <laughs> How do you get into uh, rap and freestyling? Do you remember? Uh, nobody freestyles no more. Nobody freestyles. nobody freestyles no more, Everybody dude. Nobody looks at their phone. Yeah. By the way, I wasn't. I didn't have anything on this. Oh, really? I, I could close really? this. This is freestyle. He threw words. It's not like I like he he, he sent me the words and I had wrote it before. This is oh. really freestyle. Um, but uh, I got to Yeah. What was your question? Freestyling? Freestyling hip hop. How was it? How did you get free, into like that? Free, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I like Wu Tang. Wu Tang got into rap. My first rap record, I actually felt like I remembered and that stuck in my mind was uh, Hip Hop Hooray. I think I was watching WWF Superstars on a Saturday. Was it Superstars? And then uh, there was a, somehow the vi- flipping through the channels, the video of Hip Hop Hooray came out. And I was just like, man, this is the livest thing ever. And I got into uh, to rap music. Rap, rap, rap. So you but, actually um, have um, an album your most recent one cities and rivers rivers yeah i'll say this though before i get into that uh. that uh it was a great time i feel like for me to to grow to fall in love with rapping because then at, during the time everybody was like in cyphers freestyle cyphers yeah and that's why i feel like i really honed in in terms of being i don't think i'm a good freestyle i think i'm solid i think i'm all right you know did you have a lot of cyphers growing up do you remember yeah all the time damn dude all the time nowadays it's hard to find it's hard to find cyphers it's hard but dudes would be like you'd be walking somewhere and you'd be cyber there'd be like a some some person through a bonfire and there's a cypher everyone raps or there's a house party how often would you see all the time every house party there would be like a house uh, a cypher damn yeah People would, would would be rapping in circles. How come you don't you think people don't? It's not as common anymore. Because you have people on their phones rapping and saying it's freestyle. But I mean, there's always the debate of freestyle of like, is freestyle just like some non-conceptual rap that you came up with, or is it something that you you had like you know organic that's that's uh, impromptu in the way that like supernat supernat supernatural like freestyles you know because some people argue like oh it's a freestyle over a beat 
like you're like having a written and then you're freestyling it over that right beat. and i guess that's acceptable i mean even some notable folks will, will argue like like actual rappers will say that's a freestyle that's they consider it a freestyle but so I, I like the freestyle my, my, off the dome right, organic yeah. in the moment right. type of creation mm-hmm. like that. there is something beautiful about like being at a certain vibe in a space yeah. and then you're in that circle and then you just bounce off the waves of the vibe yeah that that vibe that you're talking about is the they call it um like flow because mm. um, i just listened to this this podcast on um maslow's hierarchy of needs and like when people are happy you're in this flow like you're doing something you're in this flow both you know on hip-hop terminology wise but also like within the scientific research where it's like they they, they might call it maslow didn't call it flow but somebody who built off maslow's stuff i forgot the name but he did a ted talk on on the idea of reaching flow mm. and a, as a means of like um a state of nirvana or happiness mm-hmm. like there's people that you reach flow and just you know if people you ever like you ever like sweep the floor and it's like somehow therapeutic therapeutic mm-hmm. or you paint you're just painting or or, or coloring like coloring is hella therapeutic mm-hmm. you're just coloring and, and it's like damn this simple thing is making me feel happy right now mm-hmm. like that, that's what they they refer to so I, I think i feel like you can't get that from like having this pre-written rap um, and I feel like ciphers are like this Laos art form that's or this dying art form or this dying exchange um, where you mm. could you you could feel the energy like mm, it is an exchange of yeah, energy yeah it's an exchange yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah uh, there's 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 like crazy or to jam a jam session yeah, yeah yeah like dude could be playing the same jam loop for like the next you know. 15 minutes and people are just getting on singing rapping whatever it is and and they don't mind doing it because they've reached that flow that that uh, state of happiness yeah. i want to get that back whenever there is one i'm like oh that's dope yeah and i want to get more spaces to be having yeah. cyphers jam sessions it mm-hmm. is something like like collective creation right. Right, right so tell me about um cities and rivers this is your most recent uh, one, yeah it's the right? most recent one cities and rivers is based on the the book siddhartha i put the book on yeah a, that's on what i was cover. just gonna ask why do you have siddhartha by herman Hesse? yeah it's one of the um, best books ever uh, one of the uh most um what's this called assigned books for high school it is <laughs> um i also picked that book because it wasn't considered like the woke book it's my woke book why what's a woke book woke like, book is like now <laughs> what's a woke book that everyone a, oh here it is a woke book asada oh, bro asada. that's a woke huh? book Every everyone like i have not read asada you could revoke my woke past now i guess i'm i haven't read but it. yeah what well, is that what by asada Shakur? asada yeah oh it's about a uh, tupac's auntie in cuba sorry janice Apigo. i saw it on your syllabus i haven't read it yet <laughs> i told you i would read it that's I'm, a woke that's a woke book like everyone woke has read that book or malcolm x autobiography yes, of michael the, that one, yeah that one's that a one's, that one's a, considered a woke shit book. i'm not woke I'm not I woke, so okay, I can't but, be a activist because I'm not woke. Yeah, I read the life and life and narrative of Frederick Douglass. I'm saying it wrong, maybe. <laughs> so maybe that that gives me some points back. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe I could stand at the door instead of in the woke club. Yeah. Um, so so why yeah, did you choose that? Cities and rivers. Or? First of all, I think it's too many tracks in there. I felt like it's five tracks, too many tracks in there. Mm. Could maybe four tracks could have been cut, but I, I had to select. Uh, for me, it was like. I'm not going to release stuff in a long time. I haven't released stuff in a while now. 
but I am in the process. When was the last time you released before this? I don't know. There was a, I think like the uh, release had prior to that, there was like maybe two, close to two years. But the the two years before that, I had released like consistently. I had like like two mixtapes and then an EP. Uh, and then I did like a project with Mr. Ray. A yeah, se- what was the that? Secret project. I seen that picture. America's that... in the dark. What the was... secret project that we never really promoted was just like, yeah, let's just release this shit. Do you still have a? It wasn't online. It's online. It's online. It's oh, online okay. now. I, I just I don't. I'm not one of the guys that promotes my stuff. I'm not, and that's the thing. Like, why not? Why don't you like? Promoting? I don't. Know, I don't want to be that guy. Why? Like, hey guys. I'm gonna tag y'all in here without your consent. <laughs> no, but then <laughs> and, it's like... listen, and, and then spam y'all. I don't. I don't like doing the spamming stuff. Uh, every now and then, I'll, I'll, I'll post stuff. I'm like, hey, last year I released this record. <laughs> Please listen. No, but um, I know you don't. You don't promote at all. But then you have good tracks on here. You have a good piece. Well, yeah, like... I appreciate that. But um, yeah, I mean, people. T- there's folks that tell me like, you know, it's good music. They like. They like what I'm doing. Um, but. Yeah, I, that's the side of like, uh, I feel like music industry or rap industry where I just don't feel comfortable doing that. I'm not saying uh, I need a manager, like, you know, I don't really need a manager. Um, but I think that's a side of rap that, and I guess that's part of the game. Because if I say, I don't like it, that sucks, it shouldn't be like this. But I, I it's important, like the networking and the promoting, like, you know. And I guess that's part of being an independent rapper. Then I suck as an independent rapper. You know what I mean? But in terms of the the art form in its purest form, I think I've grown to an extent where like I'm I'm pretty solid. I'm but I guess solid. it depends on what you want to do, right? Right. right? right so right. if you don't want to be all Mister Self Promoter and big right. on the charts in that sense. Yeah. It's not a necessity. I mean, but also over the years, I've become less um, less of an extrovert. I've been more introverted. Do you think you were extroverted before? Were yeah. You? Dude, in college, I was super extrovert. Like, you know, go to, go to all the events, go to parties, um, you know, go to, you know, all the woke-ass, like, <laughs> things that people are doing. What were the woke-ass things that were going on? You know, like, there's events about, like, oh, here's the educational discussion on blah, blah, blah. You know, they're showing this film for, this is a, there's a poetry performance. You know, like, I will go to all that shit. And Do you then, consider yourself politicized, woke, all that shit? I don't like the word woke. I No, I, I, what I don't like, there's a different take. So, woke came from Erica Badu, stay woke. She said, stay woke. Mm-hmm. I like stay woke because stay woke means that you have to stay woke. Mm. You have to make an effort to stay woke. Is it hard to stay awake? It's hard. You know what I mean? Uh, especially in a world that tries to quote unquote pacify you to sleep all the time. Right? So stay woke, I'm with. Saying I'm woke is I'm not with that. Because it's like assuming like I don't need to do any more work. I know this shit. You know? I'm woke. No, you're not. Okay. It's more like stay woke. It's it's the action of it. So um, before it was that, it was conscious. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's conscious. Yeah, conscious rapper. Yeah. He's got Sometimes I would show bars. up to open mics and like the the like I would get a taste of like what it was, and I'll I'll go up on the mic and I'll just make like a almost like a jab, but also just to break the whole like because I think sometimes people are always evaluating you on your wokeness or your consciousness, and but like. 
hey y'all just want to appreciate i just i want to recognize this is a conscious ass place place you know <laughs> a lot of conscious people in here you know just to kind of break that like yeah i recognize like there i said it you all are conscious like but i feel like sometimes sometimes folks let that just learn all this shit they just want to be quick to be like you know ex like perform you know perform be performative about it like i'm conscious let me show y'all you know what i mean yeah but i've become i've become less extroverted so it's been hard for me to 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 like be like listen to my music you know let me rock let me rock this show with you you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah um, how come is it the fatherhood do you think no i think is part it? of it's teaching dude like when you're teaching you have like 30 plus kids and then you get home it's like i don't you get home i just want to you know i don't want to engage in like uh all this interaction just want to keep it simple with my kid and my family yeah. you know yeah how come how do you get into like teaching how why was that eventually the path you went into um it came from so i i went to uh yeah i went to sf state and yeah. um i so i went to sf state and i um took all these ethnic studies courses the, t the typical story of if you want to know that part just listen to the past podcasts of all the <laughs> SF State people <laughs> did you have so yes yes Tiago Cabalas as a teacher yes I got roped in she got me she's my mentor and um she actually married me and my wife yeah yeah she was hey, our dope. she was our priestess oh, yeah dope. our Babylon. <laughs> You gotta say it like that, Babylon. No, Babylon. Yeah, like it's like you can feel the the wokeness in that in that pronunciation. But yeah, I took all those ethnic studies courses, and um, I actually wanted to quit like my 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 fall semester of sophomore year. Quit college. Just quit college. Yeah. Uh, and then my mom like cried her eyes out. She's like, "Don't do this." And I was like, "Dang, I can't break my mom's heart." Um, and so I I I went with it, and I. I took a, actually I took a class uh, psych and behavior of Filipinos begonia. God, this is such a typical, <laughs> a typical path. And then I got involved in pet pace, and then uh, I've always wanted to be like a teacher of some sort. Um, initially, I, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. That's why I majored in liberal studies. And then I taught I taught like after school program for like a year. And then I was like, maybe I might want to do high school. And then, um, but I was working at the bank before working in after school. And then, um, and then I think Allison was like, oh, can you, can you go teach pep? Right. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I want you to go teach pep. So I went to go do pep. Give me a rundown, pep, Pinoy, Pinay educational partnerships. Give me yeah, the elevator so they pitch. Yeah, so started, uh, it's basically teaching Filipino American studies in high schools. Well, mm -hmm. started in high school, Balboa High School, which I graduated from. And Allison's one of those people. She likes those cute stories. Of like, you, you graduated from here. And then you came back to show them it's possible to be woke. <laughs> one of them stories. Like, and that's cool. I like that. It's cute. There's nothing wrong with cute stories. And I know if Allison listens to this, she's going to be like, you're making fun of me. You know? I'm like, Allison, it's cool. Like, I'm with it. I'm down. You know, I support, you know. So sometimes I will poke fun about that stuff because we'll have folks like, like Alvin, you know, of like Al, I'll be like when Alvin came into Pep, I was a Pep like veteran already. I was like, oh Alvin, he's the poster child. He's gonna be that guy. He's gonna be that guy at those AERA conferences. We're like, this is him. He came back, 
and he went to that school mm. like yeah which is powerful we need more of that um mm. but um yeah and then uh from there i was just like all right i'm gonna really do this i'm gonna really teach i got a master's in the process of being in pep and then um so when you were in pep you entered uh did you taught high school like Balboa? longfellow we or piloted longfellow? uh the longfellow program the first year the first longfellow program and then so when you joined pep is that what caused you to decide to go into teaching like to pursue yeah. your masters uh well i got a master's um because I, I wanted to do non-profit work and then uh you know non-profit doesn't pay your bills very well so non-profit <laughs> that's what it is you know like non-profit doesn't pay your bills so it's uh, obvious from the name of that right, right. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. I didn't know I wouldn't and, get any money in a non-profit. There's a lot of also as much as non-profits want to be like, yeah, they're also um there's a lot of politics in non-profit. Uh. There's charismatic people that kind of get and I, I I suck at at um I suck at like kissing behind. Wait, what do you mean there's charismatic people that what? That that always get sort of like, you know, promoted to the next level or, mm. you know, like I always see this pattern. Like the superstars. Mm. Yeah, and I'm never like a superstar uh, in any sense. Like I'm never a superstar student. Like I'm one of those like good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I didn't get Valley Victorian. I wasn't involved in sports. I wasn't like president of no, um, you know, Glee club or whatever. It was just like, oh, he was involved in a few things, and he got solid grades. He was good enough to go to SF State. You know what I mean? Like, and so. Uh, I always feel like people that that make it in sort of, and I guess that they deserve it because maybe they work harder than me, you know. But uh, you know, at, there's some points where I'm like, man, I I got good ideas too, you know. And yeah. you didn't feel like a good equitable vibe in the no, not necessarily. But I also felt like we were also slaves to like the institution of like mm. getting numbers, mm. you know, satisfying the 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 you know the numbers the number count for like required by the yeah yeah required by the grants and Mm. and the kids became numbers Mm. Um, so um but that's a whole whole nother story but um i got into teaching because i want to continue to work with the youth yeah i wanted to continue good work and and that and to be able to pay some of my bills (laughs) and then you ended up not be as broke (laughs) yeah (laughs) Do yeah. you enjoy teaching right now? What's yeah, dude, like? I love she- I love teaching. I think more and more as I get older, I see myself more as a teacher than say like a rapper. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> how dare you? It's so boring. <laughs> but I I think like the desire to perform doesn't um, the desire to like because I remember when I was like rapping, there will be times where like I'll be willing to drive miles uh, for a ten minute set. Uh-huh. Now it's like I ain't driving out there. Mm. Like, like, like if people invite you to a show, uh, it's like out in Stockton. We'll give you fifteen minutes. Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna stay home. <laughs> like you know, uh, I, like that fire does not maybe it's in me anymore. You're just in front. You're basically performing when you're teaching. Right, like you're T- teaching in front is a of performance. a classroom, a, a whole front yeah. an audience. And maybe like, my kids might stumble upon this, but I, I use the same jokes every year. <laughs> and they still hit though some of them do some don't in some classes do they do you get repeat audience members no no there that's why I, I like teaching is a performance yeah. it's almost like a a one-man show but it's not a one-man show because it's dialectic 
It's mm. a dialogue with students, and I don't. I'm not trying to use it in the, like, like how woke people are, like Ferrarian like <laughs> dialogue. It's the teachers become the where <laughs> the two parts. The are teachers still become embedded this, in the new that is created. right. The teachers become the students, and the students become the teachers. No, I just have questions that make the kids re- like you know respond, and they discuss with each other. That's what I mean by dialogue. Mm. I'm not trying to go deep into that, you know. Mm. But yes, we do that sometimes. That Ferrarian type of pedagogy. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, I felt it was more rewarding because I could write the most wokest raps, and there was times where I feel like people weren't listening to the lyrics, mm. and that's mm. I think also part. That's also why I started doing poetry because I felt like now you have to listen to what I'm saying and not just the beat, uh. right? So tell me what you we, think. Because oh, I did rap. By the way, I used to rap in this group with. Uh, with Orion One and Mr. Ray, we're called Nomadic Messengers. What? With yeah, Mr. Ray? dude, it was us three. What? We used to rap with episode number fourteen, Mr. Ray. Yes, what? Mr. Ray made all the beats. Okay. Let me tell you this crazy story, Mr. Okay, Ray. Tell me, tell me. Shout Miss, out to Miss, Mr. Ray, dude. Mr. Ray's the brother, dude. I love that. I've been trying to link up with him, but uh, he, we've been very busy, or I've been flaking. Yeah, my bad. Too. But uh, Mr. Ray. So, Mr. Ray, so uh, I had, remember MySpace? Yes. I had a MySpace music page. Yeah. Oh, you had the official music yeah, I page. I think I took it down. It might be It might be up. But Mr. Ray hit me up on MySpace because he had seen me rap at like the FCC over in San Juan Avenue, the old FCC. So, y'all didn't know each other before? He didn't know me. He hit me on the... Oh, he had, he had, he had the went. DM he had on the the MySpace <laughs> way before. Before. Before, oh, before it got uh, big. Damn, like, Mr. Ray on his so he game. So he's like, hey, like, hey, I saw you perform at the FCC. Like, oh, I got some beats, blah, 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 whatever. I forgot what it was. Come through, you know, come through, you know, because he, he was reaching out. Mr. Ray's cool. Like, he knows how to work with everybody. Yeah, yeah. He has, he, he's, he's dope, man. I have nothing but good things to say about him. But um, I was like, oh, this, this motherfucker trying to molest me. I know how this... <laughs> I know how this internet shit goes. I've seen one too many Lifetime movies. I know how this shit goes. Okay, I didn't respond to his shit for like two weeks. Where was he inviting you to go? What? To, to his-, his house. <laughs> or something, right? I didn't respond, but he invited me. It was the first interaction. It was just like, yo, I like your music, bro. Like, you know. Like, it was, he wouldn't even send no beats or whatever. Like, it would have been... But anyways, um, I was also doing the FCC hip hop workshop. Um, mm. There was an FCC hip hop workshop. We're gonna approach the ten year anniversary. I got the, the CD. All the FCC hip hop workshop people. I got the CD. I'm gonna upload it next year. Uh. On it or maybe soon. Uh, Who was running tenure. that workshop? Was you? It, I think it was Kiwi Pele and Nomi, and then because uh, I ran into because uh, I had performed for the Excelsior Fest, and then I ran to Pele at In and Out Burger. Uh. You know. He ain't eating that, that no, more. Oh, ain't Shoot. No, ain't that no more. <laughs> he ain't eating that no more, bro. Okay, no double doubles for you, just a single. Okay, but uh, but hey, he living longer though because he eating healthy, right? Uh, but he's like, hey, come through, right? And and my my cousin PJ of the Kasamas skits was was also an FCC doing. He's one. your cousin? Yeah, it's my cousin. PJ. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, what the? I slipped it in the all, freestyle. Oh my god, this is yeah. all connected. Yeah, and he he lived in in um, lived with us for a while when his folks just came. So when he first came to the Philippines from the Philippines here, he lived. Um, see, he, now he can't do a podcast because I'm telling his story. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, he, um, yeah, he lived with us for a while, and then he got involved with FCC. 
mm. out there. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Orion One, who was going by Self Access at the time, um, I guess Mr. Ray hollered at him too, like uh, through MySpace, and then he. Oh, so you weren't the only one he's talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "You right. cheating on me?" <laughs> and then, <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, he like in conversation, like Orion One was like, yo, this this uh, Mr. Ray got some beats, man.'" Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check this fool out. He's legit, right? Uh-huh. Okay. You and then the I. Cosign. And then, uh, actually, no, before that, we actually went to his house, but I brought my cousin with me. <laughs> Sorry. So you Chaperone. Ain't, yeah. Got to have that. You ain't going to touch my nuts. Okay. <laughs> oh you ain't God. touching my nuts, bro. So we went, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he played some beats. I said, that's cool. I didn't think much of it. It was tight beats. Yeah. But I thought most of them was loops because uh. it sounded so smooth the way he chopped. Uh. But how he chopped was really smooth. And then and then so uh Orion One was like, Yeah, I'm working with this dude Ray. And then um Was this when you were in college? Yeah, in college. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like uh, getting a master's at the time or working. Uh and then um yeah, we uh he asked me to do some features and then we just started writing together. And then uh secretly every time we wrote a verse, I secretly was competing with those two. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna write the best shit. Mm. I'm gonna beat these motherfuckers. Mm. I don't know if I beat them in every rap song, but I like to think I did. Uh. I don't know. Uh, but I think that we, we had a really good run. Like we, we rapped for like maybe two years or so or Damn. whatever. What was a, a group called? Nomadic Messengers Nomad- with a K. Messenger. Nomad Dick. Yeah, Nomad Dick Messengers okay. with a K. Okay. And then there's also stuff that me and uh, uh, Orion One have locked in my computer some unreleased shit yeah because uh, ray uh, got really busy with stuff to do to do uh he was doing other projects and stuff and then uh so me me and uh orion one was was doing stuff for a while too so we it was like a year of us doing stuff uh without ray but the original three was is is the is the special how <laughs> come you're calling special. yourselves nomadic messenger i don't know i came up with that because it's kind of like um Reminds me of that that native immigrant album. Yeah. Like we're we're essentially nomads. Like, do you really like? I'm a I'm born here, but am I really home? Uh. Right. We're still searching. I feel like, as a person of color, you're still searching for a home. What do you feel? Do you feel at home? Do you not? What, what's, I feel at home at? in certain places, but if I was white, I feel home everywhere. Uh. You know what I mean? Uh. Like I turn on the TV and it's a reminder you're not home. Uh. You know what I mean? Or I, I go to Target and I have to shop for my kids' books and I have to always make sure, is he getting enough brown people or enough brown women, people of color, to to show in a in a positive way for him when he grows up. Uh. And so it's a reminder I'm not home. It's like these microaggressions that, that uh. you deal with and you know. Or the feeling that like when I tell teachers like stuff I've been teaching, they look at me like it's crazy. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Or they they like how- they think like like they think like my they think that my way of teaching is sometimes groundbreaking, but I don't think there's nothing special about my teaching. Like what? Like what? Like I try about? to teach about white supremacy and racism and like gender roles and like I was like, how can you not teach that when that's that's in our everyday life? That's normal. I don't think there's anything special about that, you know. But some teachers are very like, let's teach literature and teach like stories mm. and individuals. I'm like, no, it's related to larger issues around racism and gender. and mm. Yeah. So, 
you had that nomadic messenger. And then yeah, what nomadic messengers. There was also a group I was part of in the beginning called Underground Zeros. Underground zero. Man, like, we were like, is, yeah, we only did like Excelsior hip hop. We only history, did like bro. three tracks, three, four tracks. I think the only person that might know about Underground Zeros is like Joel. Uh, Joel Vargas. Did you rap with Joel? Yeah, we had a track together called War on War on Us. Uh, yeah, I think it's still on one of his records, the uh, April Fools mixtape or something. Uh, yeah, there's a there is a, interesting to see the legacy and history of hip hop. Filipino hip hop in the Bay, and yeah. the like a lot of it has this background of just community building, and then sometimes you don't even know how. When I didn't even know the history of Mr. Ray about all yeah. the shit that he's done, I'm just finding out about this Nomadic Messengers right yeah. now. Yeah, so that was uh, that was that. We also have yeah, we have a rec. We had a we released a Compass EP. DJ Fonzilla was our DJ for a little bit. Hey, DJ Fonz yeah. has been around. Yeah. He's, yeah. DJ Fonz, man. That dude is hardworking man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How come um, you've, like, kind of stepped away from the performance? Busy. We got busy. busy. Life got busy. Work. People got work. It's hard to keep a group together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I miss collaborating with those folks. Mm. I mean, I collaborated even with with, my, with Aldridge at one point. Word. Yeah, we we did this rap guitar set. Mm. Yeah, Wait, you didn't perform during the. Remember the fourteen year reunion or, or Pep or something? Did you? I don't no. think so. Oh, I think there was other rappers to uh, <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> to fill that position. Yeah. You know, like I, I like it's cool. Like within like the these like Philip Filipino community, like everyone has like this niche, and like I guess people might think my niche is like hip hop but i i am aware that there are people that out hip pop me so they pick them ahead of me which uh-huh. is fine uh-huh. uh but you know but you know what i I'm feel thinking? like we get caught up in the niches like oh you're the guy that goes that does really great powerpoints so like like we'll have you be our powerpoint guest speaker oh you're the guy that uh that does a lot of dancing so <laughs> you'll be our dancing guest speaker that's cool you know how yeah. come though there's so many Filipino rappers, but there's not a lot really making a living off it or even thriving? We can count bamboo, we can call out uh, was it bam full, full, full time? And well, at least in terms of the biggest, in terms of numbers, right? And actually making a, a somewhat of a living or using it, right. Um, yeah, ba- like everybody else still has to work. Yeah. Also, right? Yeah, it ain't. Yeah. No one's ever been able to be up there except Apple the app. Right, right. There's and, and he and, and he had to. He only kind of kind of showed the world he was Filipino like four albums in or something. Yeah, yeah. Elephant yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, is that the name of the album? Yeah, yeah. I think so. It was Elephant Monkey Business? Yeah, was I stopped after Fergie. Yeah, Fergie killed it for me. Really. I yeah. like Fergie, bro. I guess dude, that, that drew the, the me first in with like Black Eyed Peas. That's a joint. That's a jam, dude. They were like really like nineties hip hop, like yeah. you know, like when people wore green and earth tones hip hop. Like, uh, and then they be, and yeah, uh. like that was cool. I was into that. 
it gets tired after a while because everyone was doing it in SF State. But um, damn, you're wearing green and brown yeah, right I now. I am wearing bro. green and brown. <laughs> I did not do this on purpose. It's like, man, I got exposed right now. But uh, yeah, I'm a throwback right now. Um, yeah, uh, this is just me throwing stuff on. This this is dad look. You got time to look good. You just throw stuff on. I gotta with go the, with you the car heart. Yeah, my dad look. You know. Okay, but let's dive into that. The cities. And Rivers, tell me your process and when you were writing it, right? Some actually uh, stood out to me in the image song saying, does a picture that you paint kill the soul living inside? Yeah. Right? Image. There's, there's a lot of like um, self-love messages throughout the album. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like self-care where you're talking about how um, like those organizers, at least the message I got, there was one track talking about uh, like you gotta take care of yourself right. as an organizer or going out a little less heavy yeah 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 self-love tell me I, the process of your album writing your album and everything. so I, I try to tell the i try to tell somewhat of a story um so like i think the first couple of tracks is like you know was it uh fear right the course is like uh, mm-hmm. the course is around like fear you that's know. the weapon of the enemy yeah that's weapon of the enemy Doubt. and like w- we it starts with that and then uh, but then the next track is like you know wake up get up everyday dress up right like show them you know push right you still push beyond that and then there's there's like image uh where i talk about um like like uh because I, I was thinking, because to me, this was like, I'm going to release this record. And that's why I, I put too many tracks on there. In hindsight, it's too many tracks. But it is what it is, you know? Um, and I, um, I, I, I put an uh, image in there because uh, I've been grappling with like, even as a Filipino rapper, you have this... Because I, I feel like I was writing two sides of like, I was like this serious political rapper. But I was also like... I had songs like in the previous EP called like um, there's one about your job and how you hate your job, but it was more like a light, and I feel like I felt like I was being forced to pick between the two, and so I just I just felt like even even so-called woke rappers we still feel like we have to portray a certain image, mm. like it still has to be masculine, mm. like if you're a woke Filipino rapper you still have to be masculine. Mm. Yeah, like when have, have when have you listened to like a you know a woke Filipino rapper that that didn't have like that that masculine hyper masculine image you know, um, but yeah even within that we still have, like or like why why is it that every rap uh, promo promotion or picture y'all y'all gotta be mugging? I know where's Mug, the like, smile? Why can't you? Why can't we smile? You know. I know. I've like, been thinking about that, dude. And that's why I appreciate like like when Lil B like his music is I'm not really into his music. <laughs> don't curse me. But he wrote his album I'm gay. His album was I'm gay, and in parentheses I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. It was such a troll like title, and I was just like, it ain't gotta be like that all the time. Like you ain't gotta always propagate this image uh. of like. Rap, it's still rap rapper image like oh let me put something that's very rapper like you know what i mean yeah 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 like why can't you just like take a picture of you eating like hummus hummus and carrots and that'll be the and your album, album. i've been thinking about that thinking about all the modeling pics even yeah. like dudes they're all like why you, no like smiling, all, right like you rapping you should be happy doesn't this make you happy like you know what i mean but uh 
I guess, you know, it's the the problems of the world. That's that patriarchy. You know, like this shit. Also I can't I, I, I can't smile in this picture because it's the problems of the world. You know what I mean? Like mm. But it's I mean it's cool. I'm not gonna knock people. Like they're doing it better than me, so don't listen to me. But I just it was just my way of saying like, okay, images, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we get caught up in image too much. But mm. how was the process of writing it in terms of like, did you sit down like on do my writing? This what's going on? This is how I write. Like so, a lot of people will will I do micro transactions and micro transactions is this. I have a bunch of songs written. And I'm simultaneously writing five, seven different songs at the same time. Oh, word! So I'm I'm listening to a beat, and when the beats get stale and old for me, I switch to a different beat. And, and then, then that's I, a I different. Write, song. I write a different song. So in one session, I'm simultaneously writing three, four songs. Oh shit! And by by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh snap! I got all these songs. Not all the songs make it, or not all the songs get recorded. Uh, and then I have I have like an album, or I have have a, a you know. As a release of series of songs that I can do. You, do, you, do you use pen pad or are you computer? I use computer. Pad? Use computer now. I used to do pen and pad, but I use computer um, just so I can edit. Do you produce your own beats? Yeah, produce my own beats. Uh, Is it with all? the exception oh. of the one I did with Ray? Yeah, but you, Cities and Rivers, I, I produced the whole thing. Damn, son. Fru- Fruity Loops. You know, people Fruity use Loops. Fruity Loops. Used to, people use the cap on Fruity yeah, Loops, but yeah, now, but now it's industry, up there, bro. Yeah, industry folks are all getting paid. They're all getting paid doing Fruity Loops. That's yeah. why I don't cap on shit. <laughs> Look, it's not about the, the program. It's about the man behind the program or the woman behind the program, mm. right? Mm. That's what, I mean, Ninth Wonder did Fruity Loops. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what all the Fruity Loops people say. Ninth Wonder did it, you know? <laughs> uh, but even now, folks are just using Fruity Loops all the time. And because Fruity Loops have, has expanded yeah, to it's going have better. everything. Yeah, yeah. It's it has all better. the needs that you need. Yeah, so I use Fruity Loops in a combination of Reason. Mm. Yeah, Ray put me onto Reason. Actually, Ray made me a better producer. I saw how he chopped stuff, and I was just like, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beat him." Mm. I don't think I've beaten Ray. I think Ray still makes better beats than me. Yeah. Do you get to use your hip hop in education? Um, not so much. I use more of my poetry mm. in my teaching, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's more. Um, sometimes I think for ninth grade, sometimes they don't, they can't catch the the deeper metaphors. Of hip hop, I think just in my my rhyme sometimes is 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 the metaphors are goes over, like it's in it's like not their generation. They can comprehend some songs, but I think the ones in terms of what I'm teaching, I I I use uh I've used my poetry, but I've also used various rap songs and yeah. other songs, music in general. Yeah, you need to start using metaphors for Snapchat, bro. That's how you get the youth. Really. Yeah, man, and streaks and all that. You need to be on the youngins, bro. You know what? That's a uh, that's some government <laughs> what, facial recognition technology. Where you feel? You think? Yeah, they got y'all. Yep. Yay! I'm not getting caught. You guys are getting caught. Shoot. Or is that just a conspiracy theory, bro? Just putting yourself on Snapchat. Basically, government read my face. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean the new iPhone X, right? It's just. Uh, face scanning is it? it doesn't have the fingerprint sensor thing where you open wow. like that it's just face scanning that's crazy so you open it up with your you'll just look at it and it yeah. unlocks because it scans your face and everything dang I that's guess intense. we're gonna be that's intense and my, I, I don't even cover my laptop camera really I have one I have the thing that oh you locks. cover it yeah, yeah. everyone does well, that that's a what lot you of people get do it going now. to these expos come on man 
<laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying, everyone that comes back from Expos be hella woke. <laughs> it's like they come back like the the wokest person ever. Like, like who? Like who? Tell me some stuff. I don't know. I, I like I remember like when I was in college, like everyone's like, you gotta go Expo, you gotta go Expo. I never went on an Expo. Like I I understand like seeing stuff will change you in a certain way. At the same time, it's like. I don't really know. Go. I don't need. I don't need to go to the Philippines to recognize the consequences of being poor. Like I grew up poor. Mm. Like I grew up in a household of nine. Mm. We had to patchwork for a long time. You know, from birth to like my sophomore year in high school, where two families lived in the house. So, mm. like, I I know what it means to be like American, quote unquote, poor. And then, but I also, you know, I mean, I feel like you know, I. Like, you know, I, I also don't need to go to the Philippines to know what it means to be poor. Now, I know that's not the only thing you learn. You know, there's ways of organizing. Calm down. Y'all are getting mad right now. I, I can feel it, dude. Calm that shit down, okay? Like, you know, I know there's ways of organizing. And yes, that is that is fruitful. And it's not the reason why I didn't go because I was trying to diss expo trips. But I think, like, sometimes within the community, people come back and they're like, like they they're like people hold them up like they're fucking che Guevara. like okay you know that's cool you know mm. but uh you know ain't no one holding me up as che Guevara, I, but i bro. but i support i support that shit i support that shit or po- some uh. people might come back feeling like they they like malcolm x out here uh. and it's like all right malcolm x if we if you really malcolm x then we've, we we would have figured this shit out already we still oppressed you know uh. what i mean how right. do you see uh, yourself like fitting into the dialogue of like social justice or um, you said as a warrior, <laughs> social justice warrior, bro. social justice warrior. <laughs> no, but I mean, because you talk about yeah. being politicized. I don't. Right? Yeah, I don't. I'm not big on titles. You know, I don't like to present myself as the, the woke teacher. The conscious. I don't like. I don't post shit. That's like once in a while I'll post stuff. It's and it's genuinely celebrating my students and not celebrating me. Mm. You know. And even when I want to celebrate my students, but I know it's gonna be like, oh, they see that celebrating my like I'm trying to celebrate myself as a woke teacher. Then I won't post it. I have that memory. That's cool. I know that. I know that these kids did but did well. You know. Mm. Um, but I only post it if it benefits people on on my on my social media or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just a guy trying to do so, social justice work, you know. I'm just a dude trying to make things better. I don't get caught up in like, oh, you're an activist. You're a, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to call me an activist, cool, you know. Um, but I know some people get mad o- over that, or they want to be the ones to determine who's an activist or not. Mm. And so that's that's that whack stuff, you know. Call out mentality, all that call out call out culture, all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. boo boo. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm gonna work with like I'm down to work with people. I'm down to work with Che Guevara from Expo. I'm down to work with the dude that plays Cooling Tong all day, every day. Okay, I'm down to work with, uh, and sometimes I'm down to work with our politicians. You know, mm-hmm. depend. You know, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm down to work with folks as long as we're trying to get shit done. Mm. You know, it's a game. We're in a game. I got colleagues that are not quote unquote woke or not quote unquote conscious. And so um, I got to work with them and, and, and meet them where they're at at some points. Mm. You know, how do you see yourself like working through it 
Is it within academia, within like as an ethnic studies teacher in the long run? Right. With teaching about the, you say you teach white supremacy. and Right. It's, I mean, it's, it can be frustrating, but, uh, you know, you just try to change people little, little by little. Mm. Like my neighbor, I, I just share materials. Like if stuff was a success and as simple as like, and it's, it all comes from building a relationship. I don't just show up randomly like, yo, you are not woke. I'm woke. Let me teach you how to be woke. I don't do that shit. Like, I'm just like, hey, how's your day? Like we build authentic relationships, you know? And over time, like me, if I'm genuinely excited about a lesson I did and like it really worked, like resonated with my kids, I'm like, hey, I did this lesson on blah, 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 blah. I know you're in this similar chapter. Um, you know, I gave him this worksheet and we we had like this good discussion. And so when my neighbor was just like, yeah, we do this thing. We do this on we do this thing on microaggressions. And right. she didn't know what microaggressions were. And though she uses it every year and she's like, yeah, every year they they really enjoy the, the, the dialogue around microaggressions. Right. So why did you have that initial feeling to want to work with youth or in academia? You said you wanted elementary school at first. Right. right. How come you had that initial thought? Um, I don't. I don't remember why I wanted to do elementary. Um, I felt like I I could handle them better. <laughs> that was probably the reason. <laughs> no, but even in gen education in general, right. how come? I think it was I, I saw elementary as fun, funner. But then I I did education because uh, I I also don't like the idea of being micromanaged. Mm like having a boss over mm. your shoulder all the time. Mm. And I wanted to do something that had, I feel like had purpose to it. Like mm. I was doing something for me, right? Now I'm not knocking people that, that you know, work at fast food or whatever it is. Or I'm not saying you don't have purpose, but for me, purpose meant, you know, it's corny, changing, changing, <laughs> changing the world one student at a time. You know what I mean? Like, or at least changing the way <laughs> our young folks think about the world, uh. right? Or not changing the way they think, but getting them to reconsider the reality that they live in. Because a lot of them just, a lot of them just accept it, right? Uh. You know, we talk about uh, we talk about power of language and like how they'll be like, oh, um, a lot of them might be going through hard situations. And I said, for you, you might call that normal. And I said, what's wrong with calling it normal? when you start calling it a problem, what's the difference, right? And it's changing the language and how they name their own worlds, mm. right? Because if we call it normal, we accept it, right? Oh, Donald Trump's doing this, that's normal. But if we say Donald Trump's doing this, that's unacceptable, then we begin to change. Then we become active in, in trying to change that, right? So being, getting them to become close readers of you know, whatever actual text that they're reading, but close readers of their own lives and their own language mm. as readers and writers, as, a, as an English teacher. How is it, um, as an English teacher for ELD specifically, how has that experience been? And Dude, it's um, rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. A lot of them work. Uh, I have them in the morning, and uh, a lot of them come late. A lot of them are working. Some of them don't. A lot of them, not a lot, not a lot of them, but a good number of them don't have papers. Oh, um, yeah. So they've, you know, some are just like cleaning restaurants at night, Fuck. late night, you know, uh, working like jack in the box, you know, low wage jobs. And some are away from the family. Like they're just here with their uncle or their auntie uh, and their, their mom or dad is not here. Yeah. 
it's uh it's some have experienced trauma because they've gone through uh uh the uh what is it called the uh the, the they've been they crossed like using like coyotes mm-hmm. where like some some of the women get sexually assaulted yeah so they come having experienced a great deal of trauma and then not having a support system that they're used to to help them through through that mm-hmm. in addition to transitioning so it's hard it's like fighting it's like you're trying to swim against a rushing river mm. and uh i don't have the i don't ha- you know i don't have a lot of the answers for for uh teaching that class i feel like there's a lot of injustice or disservice happening in that space there's a lot of work to do yeah in yeah. terms of our el er el students yeah um, have you seen shifts um, within that demographic of students because of the things that you're teaching? Like when you're saying you try to bring in topics of white supremacy or racism or topics like that around social oh, justice. Oh, with my EL students? Yeah. Um, the, the curriculum is different for EL, so I can't, I can't go in depth in terms of those things. Mm-hmm. The main thing I always remind them to is I try to teach them the value of um, being bicultural because, you know, it's we, we try to we're not trying to do what they call subtractive schooling where I say, you know, get rid of your culture. But we're like, let's mm. let's add to what you have. And I, I remind them like every I, I like every job application that I've, I've filled out, they always ask, do you know how to speak Spanish? Mm. And so, to recognize that as strength. Mm. Um, and so, uh, we do, we do, you know, we do read various. We don't really stick on one topic, but we read various topics just to increase their breadth of vocabulary. So I try to incorporate things around, you know, government, you know, immigration, things like that. Just you know, topics around, you know, we'll do like gun control, things of that nature. Yeah, and like it must be a like tiring job because in the sense of i did denman middle school right Mm -hmm. for two years with pep Mm -hmm. and then i remember times and i'll just be drained when there would be issues with youth right and i'll be like yo can we just calm down can we like let's talk outside like things would be good but then you put them back in the classroom it'll act up and then initially i just got so frustrated until we had the discussion like yo Let's also think about the environments they are in outside of the classroom. Right. And not just put this label of problematic child right. without really understanding mm-hmm. the experiences mm-hmm. that they have yeah. that yeah. brought them to the positions they're in. Yeah. And you got to make hard decisions in the classroom sometimes. Um, it's hard. We make mistakes. I make mistakes. Mm. I'll be the first quote unquote conscious teacher to say I make mistakes. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's too many of these conscious teachers out here. What do you mean? These woke co- teachers that be like, this is what we did in class today. Pat me on the back because we're talking about racism using Nina Simone. You know what I mean? Like, okay. You know, like, and that's cool. I'll take your ideas. But, um, you know, we, we make mistakes. Like, I make mistakes all the time. Uh, and, and I try to own up as much. I apologize to my kids. You know, I tell the kids, like, look, we're here for a hundred something plus days. Let's make the most of it. You know, we got to get along. And I said, I'm not asking you to love me. I'm not asking you to be my best friend, but we got to be like family. 
we all got a family member we can't stand sometimes but <laughs> we make it work you know what i mean uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. the family i stay here you stay there you know what <laughs> i mean like we're not all gonna get along but we have to make it work and if we can make it work and be positive then the year goes by faster and the year becomes enjoyable to some you know it's hard it's 37 uh, one class is 37 36 37 different personalities you know and and uh not all personalities. We can't even get along within the activist community. Uh. So I already know people mad at me because I said that expo comment. You know? <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm still down to work with your ass. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Tell me. It seems like you have also a lot of criticism in terms of this woke ass like demeanor that people have do you see that as a yeah i, I think we become more performative about being woke it's not it's in it's become sometimes inauthentic there's more people being super performative about it and what just, are manifestations of that performance that you see um i don't know like is it the facebook activism yeah I, i think i see a lot of it in social media or like people that that say what you're, you're, the work that you're doing is not important or they, right. sh- they shun you because you haven't been to the last few protests or, or whatever. Have you experienced that? Yeah. It's like your work is not yeah. important? I'll say names right now. I'm not going to say no names. <laughs> <laughs> People know. Okay. But they won't bring it to me. We'll have a dia- dialogue <laughs> about it. Okay. But, um, you know, um, yeah. I, I mean, like, that's hurtful. I'm not so much hurt about it i'm more angry about it because it's still being done people still do that mm. like they try to outwoke somebody or they get on somebody because of something small or you know or i guess you can call it big like there was i think there was one time when somebody was like i was eating a raisinets which is from nestle we know how that shit goes <laughs> this dude was like hey man let me talk to you Like that, we didn't even have a relationship. And that's fair. Like, you know, I'm cool with it. I recognize it. You know, I don't even eat chocolate. I can't even eat chocolate anymore. But um, he's like, oh, you know, raising this. He was just trying to put me on game and shit. You know, I was like, I knew already, you know? So, but the way it was done, it was just like, he tried to come up as like high, high and high and mighty. And I, and I was just like, all right, then Nike shoes. I hear your point. <laughs> then Nike shoes. Bang. You know what mm, I mean? Mm. All right, then Nikes. It's like, okay, like, we want to play that game, mm. okay? And that's cool, like, you know, but, like, you know, it was kind of like, let me, it was, it was done in a way, like, let me address you. Like, like I felt like I was in the principal, I'm a grown-ass man, I felt like I was in the principal's office, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, like, do you still see these things happening? Like, in the yeah. sense of, like, telling like, pe- you that people, your work is not important? Um, yeah, I've heard stuff before where people would be, like, teaching, you're just talking to people, like, mm. These kids gotta learn how to damn fucking read. <laughs> like, like, like it may not be as sexy as like toppling the ivory towers of oppression, but these kids gotta learn how to read and write and think critically. That's activism. You know what I mean? Like straight up. You know, yeah. like my EO kids. Like my, for some of them, like they're not interested in you know taking to the streets and stuff. Um, even though I try to teach a little bit, at the end of the day, I just want them to be able to like 
know enough English to navigate. Yeah. Or navigate. maybe they don't even have the privilege yeah. to take it to the street. Right, they can because if they get arrested and then mm-hmm. they, their, their immigration status, right? You know, but um, yeah, I uh, you know, even that to me is a, is a form of activism to be like, okay, I've given you the language to navigate various institutions. Mm. You know, yeah. It's not my job to turn you into uh, Malcolm X. No. <laughs> I just give you the information. You do what you would. Uh, uh. Yeah. But I guess it is something that's like in the call-out culture that you were just mentioning, right? right? Or the in some activist circles of like, activism has to be done this certain way. Right. Or like, like this one is better than that way. Yeah. And, I mean, we need everybody in every sector. That's mm-hmm, the thing. Mm-hmm. But some people will try to discredit one sector over the other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need we need people to take to the streets. We need people to go on expos. Mm. We need people to, you know, cook vegan whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like whatever it is, right? We need people in our classrooms. We need people that uh, we need people in Hollywood. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we need everybody in every sector working. Um, because we need all the help that we need. Mm. What I get turned off about is when people feel like, yeah, we did it. It's like, look, if we still got the same problems, we ain't doing shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like people think like, we, we did it. We, like they, act, they have like these victories and they think that they won the revolution or something. And, and it's like, if, if, if my kids are still dropping out, you know what I mean? If my kids are not matriculating, well, not necessarily into college, but are not like finding careers or things that make them happy or becoming active, contributing members of their communities, then we're not doing shit, right? And so for me, I'm not bragging until 100% of my kids are succeeding. But to say, this is the point that some people would say, I would say, right? Yeah. Um, Is that, oh, but you're not really doing anything to change the system and that's why they're not graduating. The system itself has to be changed. You're not revolutionary enough to actually do something about it. You're just perpetuating the system. Right, because I'm part part of of the the system as a teacher. You're a cop. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can leave the profession of teaching, but... I'm, you know, this is not me tooting my own horn, but like, uh, I would rather have someone that's thinking about this in the classroom than someone not. How do we dismantle then education, and and what do we do it? What what do we replace it with? You know, like we can get mad at like all kinds of systems all we want, but also recognizing like some systems work to our benefit, like fucking welfare. Like unemployment, like you, you want to get rid of that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you ain't got a job, and the government can support you for the time being. That's cool, you know? Yeah. Like certain institutions, like work to a certain extent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are there reforms we can make? Yes. Um, some institutions just need reform. Um, in terms of education, there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done, and. To a certain extent, maybe maybe it could be dismantled. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Could you? But do- we we still need a form of uh, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. some form, regardless. Could you do me a favor and uh, give us another poem? A poem. Poem. All or right. A piece. Oh, do you have that one piece where you're talking about your future child? Remember that one? 
My future child. Your future son. I think this was before your son was even born. I think you did it in one of the in progress, the ally ones over at Mama Art Cafe. Oh, man. Remember that? And then remember when we saw cocktails and we saw the homie with a similar to my future child? They were like, I hey. I, I don't know if I have it in here. Ah. Uh, I can do a, I can do one about my moms. Yes, anything. Do one. I gotta do one for the moms, even though. So you did one for dad. You did yeah. one for papa. You can do one for. I mom. do this. This one's for my moms. Okay. All right. This one's called hoarding. All right. This one's. Everyone got a mom that hoards. Yes. Yeah. Uh, your mom doesn't look like she hoards. She does pretty well. Yeah. My mom hoards. Because I threw them all away. <laughs> You haven't seen the other side of the garage. Was that a battle? (laughs) Lightweight, not super. All right. So she was. It was was helpful that we moved from LA to here, right? And not a lot of things could be taken. But at least I've seen bad like hoarding in terms of like decades old stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's the show Hoarders and like awesome. uh, There's a few episodes I watched and I'm like, Mom, you're a level two hoarder or something like (laughs) that. She get mad at me. Because now I'll put a term to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this one's called hoarding. In America, it's estimated that approximately 700,000 to 1.4 million people are hoarders. And every time I think of this number, I can't help but wonder if my mother is part of that statistic. Hoarder. The sound of the word makes me feel uneasy, as, as if a hoarder, a horde of things has taken hostage of the living space, as if it has, over, has been overrun into a post-apocalyptic world left... With, not, with mostly same some things. I ask her why she keeps all of these things. She says she's going to send them to the Philippines. <laughs> that has always been her answer for as long as I can remember. Despite her intention, these boxes in the past decade have continued to pile on top of one another like mountains. Layers of dust stick to them like foundation, as if to say, these belong to the house. The label on the box is that once read Balik Bayan, which means to go home, to go to the Philippines in this case, along with the words to and from have faded, like the back of my mother's, like the black on my mother's head, like the strength on, like the strength on her aging body, like the memory of what, exa- what exactly she packed in each box. It's been that long. She tells me that she will go over them when she has time, but we both know that time is a rarity when you are a working immigrant, when eight hours at a desk for nearly 40 years puts a strain on your hips, when being an American with brown skin and a foreign accent is emotionally and psychologically exhausting. We both know that time gives and takes simultaneously, a kind of tug of war, a cha-cha with death, ironic like hoarded boxes of some things intended to help those with less yet has become the master colonizer of your living space. She wants to unpack these boxes to make sure that what she is sending across seas still have value, to maybe show her or family that America is the greatest country in the world. I wonder when and if they receive these boxes, if they will notice the age on the boxes, the faded letters, the rips and tears along the taped edges, the imperfections like the battle scars of immigrants. I wonder if they will notice my mother's fingerprints, the indentations and creases pressed into the sides of the boxes, the way some boxes appear slightly more flat from holding the weight of other boxes, that, the way it poses in an exhausted slouch, 
Will they notice how the sides sometimes puff ever so slightly, as if struggling to contain what is inside of them, as if attempting to hold back the tears of family familial separation? I wonder if they will catch the scent of success when they cut the tops open, or if they will smell broken promises. Hmm. Snaps, snaps, snaps. Does she have a lot of things? <laughs> Yes. Is it? Does she live in San Francisco? It's not like an episode of Hoarders, but um, it's yes. not like dead cats. No, 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 the no, dead no. cats. No, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it is a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, everything on in that piece was was like there was boxes. I remember putting, and I was like, I could remember like, oh, this is before I became a teacher, and it's still there. Fuck. Yeah, like this is like over ten years old, and then uh. It has faded because it's like outside in like you know the backyard, but it's it's sheltered. But uh, but she, does she doesn't she, she doesn't remember what's in there. Does she yeah. send stuff back to Philly? She does. She does. Mm. Um, she's started to. Um, since she's been she just had her hip surgery, so she's been at home able to do this sort of stuff. Mm. But I try to tell her like, hey, you're getting old, you know, like you got to just get rid of this stuff within the next couple of years. Yeah, I think I noticed a lot with uh, those first uh, generation immigrant parents. Also, is this collection of things mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. as a representation of doing well here in America? Right, right. And like, yo, we've kind of made it, and these are manifestations of it. Right, but the 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 narrative because um, I just did a podcast with my kids from the Philippines. The narrative still remains the same. America's this. Mm-hmm. country of you know unlimited success mm-hmm. money goes on trees and so i put in this piece like i wonder if they're going to see the struggle side of it mm. in these boxes mm. you know that hopefully they, they see that um that that my mom has has, has struggled mm-hmm. uh, throughout of this i'm not saying that they're ungrateful but um i think still people a lot of filipinos won't know until they're like a lot of them they don't know until they get here mm. that like oh mm-hmm. snap it's not the America that we've always been told. Yeah. And it's very contemporary still. The representation of America is great. And it's very real. Like, that's why I think the international conversation has to happen too. Right. Between Filipinos here and Filipinos Mm -hmm. in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Like a little bit of that reality check. Like, bruh, cost of living here is high. Right, right, right. And I did hear that podcast. I did listen. Warrior Cast, shout out to South San Francisco High School. Uh, Could you tell me a little bit about how it's going, what the initial impetus for it was, and what your experience has been so far? So, yeah, we're like two episodes in. We have one on Filipino immigrants and um, Islamophobia. Mm. Uh, So, basically, it's... um, we I wanted to do a podcast because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently. I wanted to do a podcast that because uh, South City gets its reputation as like this ghetto school, mm-hmm. this school. Even though it, to me it doesn't feel that ghetto or you know quote unquote ghetto. Um, there's a lot of great kids there, um, and so it, it gets compared to El Camino, which El Camino is considered like the smart school or whatever. Even though South City has higher test scores, but we all know test scores are not always accurate at measurements, but um, South City is not the school that people often promote it as. So I I, tr- I wanted to create a podcast that that sort of challenged those stereotypes or mm-hmm. those stigmas mm-hmm. about South City. Also, the idea that most podcasts are like white guys that mm-hmm. sound like they are they voted for Bernie Sanders. You know, like 
like I wanted to do a podcast with brown folks on it. Um, so I uh, used it as a way to sort of gather student experiences and students are really good with like social media and be like, hey, I'm on this, listen to it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so uh, just doing topics, but also relating it. So there's like a survey aspect where I yeah, survey yeah. students in the community, yeah, that was dope. Uh, which is reflective of like a particular sample size view of like what people think. So with the, the first podcast was on like Filipino immigrants. We talk about accents and how people often think like British accents are like the sexiest, mm -hmm. attractive accents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in comparison to like Chinese or Filipino mm -hmm. accents. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 interesting just to sort of also keeps me grounded in saying, getting a pulse of where the students are at um, to have folks uh, you know do do interviews and things like that surveys and things yeah like that. yeah and I like how you switched up the topic in the second one talking about Islamophobia mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the Muslim community there yeah. in South City nobody knows about it and yeah. and every year we're getting more and more students from Jordan in particular and even Yemen. Yeah, so we have a lot of students that are that are uh, practicing Muslims. Yeah, mm. yeah. I do think it is important to have more. Um, uh, how would you say, like podcasts, but also just other media sources, right? That is for brown people and by brown people, right? Right. So our stories are out there mm -hmm. because, I mean, shout out to Joe Rogan. I listen to that shit all the time, but a lot yeah, of yeah. his guests, it's not a lot right. of like Filipinos. Hey, I'm trying oh. to do um a podcast on uh, maybe if 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 Christian will will connect with you and then connect with me. I'm trying to do a podcast on alumni from South City. Hey, yeah, like life yeah. after South City. Yeah, that would yeah. be dope. Like I want one like one year after, and then maybe like a couple years after. That would be dope. Like I would love just so that the South City students can like kind of get a get a glimpse of the world outside of the world after the world outside of school. yeah high school. Yeah, you uh, can definitely reach out to Skyline yeah. folks. So, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to maybe uh, um, Bo or, or or Alvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or There's if you know someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. JT, he was um, actually. One of the, um, how do you say, teacher's aide at Kapatiran last year. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. over there. So it'll be dope just yeah. to chop it up. Like a life after high school. Yeah, that was one of the biggest fears I had. Dude, <laughs> I these, the seniors, a lot of them present this like, I'm the big fish in the small pond of South City. Yeah. But they are scared to death. About after high yeah, school. They yeah, they don't know. A lot of them don't know. Or a lot of them are like, what college am I going to go to? What's college going to be like? I'm going to be living on my own. You know, things like that. Yeah. Like, they are scared to yeah. death. Yeah. Uh, I was scared to death, you know. And I stayed at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And admittedly, so. it's not easy. Yeah. Like jumping into like a fucking ocean, right? Yeah. Of other freshmen. And then you have these... Like the hierarchy of so wow, they're senior or junior, yeah. like yeah. that, and mm -hmm. all the even institutionalized like hierarchies of oh, you're the club officer, coordinator, be my intern, like right. for all these club positions, and it's a different world, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. that'd be dope. I'd love to see that. I'd love to yeah. hear and listen, yeah, and hopefully, we can like get more of the youth speaking their own stories, yeah, yeah. You know? nice. Um, I would like to ask, uh, to start winding down, I'd like to ask my uh, three pieces of advice uh, that you would give to folks, to like a younger you, 
in a sense. Maybe the ones who's right gang into in the cipher scene, he uh, um, is like thinking about getting to education, about to enter. Just sell out. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't care about the problems of the world. Just sell out, bro. Mm. Like <laughs> major, major in something else. No. Uh, oh my god. What's my like my vi- advice to my younger self, man? That's a. Uh, um, here it is. Uh, uh, advice to my younger self: You are not tight. Yeah, <laughs> you are not tight. You are not fucking tight. You know what I mean? Uh, and like, like, be humble, right? You're not yeah. tight. Be humble. Uh, learn. Do more listening than than speaking. Yeah. Uh, second advice would be. Uh, don't don't uh, subscribe to hyper masculine hyper masculinity. Uh. I think a lot of boys struggle with that. Uh. Uh, don't be uh, you know. I think I think I felt I robbed myself of a lot of great relationships because I was like, I'm not doing that. That's gay. You know what uh, I mean? Like uh-huh. I was homophobic growing uh-huh, up. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. And my third advice is. Um, Uh, be healthier, eat well, mm. exercise well, and sleep. Yeah, I'm still trying to do that. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Let me ask some questions though. Like, do you, th- do you, th- when you say uh, you are not tight, did you have that feeling before? Like, I'm the um, shit? Like, I, th- I think at some point in high school, uh, but I knew I was lying to myself. I think that like, I noticed that like, like other kids that were like quote unquote cool or like like arrogant mm. or like that was a means of expressing like male identity mm-hmm. so like trying to assert that even a little bit in college yeah but it was more like just a cry for attention mm. like i cringe at like things i did in college or i cringe at things i did in high school bro yeah i was it's embarrassing dude so bad i was just listening to a podcast i did in like 2012 or 2013 yeah like it's it's listed here it's in the way old ones bro it was bad it was bad it's like talking about stereotypes of um other races and i'm like oh shit Uh, or like the little comments i would make about like oh yeah i went out to get the girls (laughs) like like that was so bad i felt i was like oh my god it's very cringy like i want to delete it but at the same time i kind of have this feeling that i want to keep it up just for an example but hoping to cross my fingers that i don't get in trouble for some of the shit i've said in the past but it's some of it is bad but part of it is uh, and i think um man i've been thinking about doing this as a podcast episode of some some that our filipino dads need to do a better job uh, like we're not we don't teach our kids we're not teaching like 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 i love my dad but my dad was not emotionally present you know what I mean? And a lot of Filipino dads are not like that. They're not emotionally present. They don't teach you value of like being respectful, being, you know what I mean? It was just like, I feed you and that's it. That's my job as the man, you know? And uh, I think a lot of boys get lost in uh, emulating, you know, a male identity that's, you know, based on television or, you know, 
the most ignorant rapper that's mm. hot right now. You mm. know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah. So uh, there's nothing that really models like a male identity that where where young folks can be like, yeah, this is how I need to be. You know, um, it's always about being loud. You know, saying something that gets looks and mm. oohs and and you know being controversial because that's that's what guys that's what that's what rappers do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And that's connected to what you were saying. Your second piece of advice, like, don't buy into that hyper masculinity, right? Yeah, facade or model like that. Yeah. Do you did you feel a lot of that desire, that pull? To- right. I mean, I wasn't in no gangs or or getting into fights and and things like that. But uh, it was more like homo being homophobic, you know, and uh, yeah, not uh, you know, like yeah, mostly being homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yo, I I remember like one of the times that I mean I did go on an expo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm taking Vara, oh, right? Oh damn! <laughs> hey, we we're here. In. I had to bring we're, it in. <laughs> we're talking. See, we're dialoguing. <laughs> we're getting along. <laughs> Shit, man! Like y'all gonna they, they gonna come after me? Like <laughs> no. If I show up at the next uh, event or something, hey, um, like at the next D Wong Panai, they're gonna beat me up, dude. Hey, bro, I have a report back in December. Hey, come. I'm down to go to a report back. Okay, just don't beat me up, man. Yeah, I'm down to go to a report back. Can I bring my child? And my child won't see his pops get his ass beat. Like, That's your protection. That's your I know. Protection. Like, they did it in front of the children. I'm gonna use my child for that. Yeah. No, but. But, um, if you're gonna beat me, do it, do it with at least with a scream of sticks. You know that'll be indigenous. indigenous right? a scream of sticks, okay? It, it's just a oh, we're just modeling. It's just a presentation. It's yeah. part of the program, y'all. Yeah, it's part okay. of the program. Don't bring AR-15s. That's crazy white guy stuff. <laughs> Those were donated by the American <laughs> uh, military complex, and uh, right. I cannot perpetuate that. A scream of sticks. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, the very first uh, year that I did go on a trip, right, I remember coming back and doing a report on Mm -hmm. um, the college students that we did integrate with. And one of them was, um, I I don't know, um, like, his official, like, I don't know if he, like, officially came out in that sense, but he exhibited a lot of the um, non-binary manifestations of uh, gender roles, Mm -hmm. right? And then I remember when I was uh, sharing about him specifically, I remember crying during a presentation because I was like, yo, this dude was awesome. And I couldn't believe that I had the judgments. I could, but I remember feeling those judgments of him. Mm -hmm. Like when... I was there initially, right? Like, oh, he's very uh, effeminate, very like non-traditional male gender role and how he's acting, right? And I remember feeling those judgments, but then now in reflection, I was like, damn, what the fuck? How come I had those judgments? But this dude was so dope and creating a space for us to feel comfortable, to right. integrate with the community, to he was a conduit for a lot of the locals to yeah. us and just the good that he brought into our trip like mm-hmm. contrasted the initial judgments that i had and it made me confront like yo i've held on to these homophobic feelings and 
uh, I w- like, and I, for the longest time, I'll be like, no, I'm not homophobic. I'm not scared yeah, yeah. of, isn't that what it means? I remember having a, a yeah. discussion with my sister. Phobia means you're scared. I'm not scared. I'm not running away like yeah, like yeah. spiders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it didn't click like, oh, what the fuck? There are these things that right. have been ingra- ingrained in me socially to have immediate judgments right. on these folks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a big part of uh, yeah. the socialization of young men. Dude, that discomfort. That, that's, I have the, the similar story of me it's trying to undo my homophobia was, was um, I was in pace and I, um, I was, at, you know, the UPS conference? Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was like in the core, the core, the pace core, mm. and then we we had help organize. So, and I recently told this story to this guy, um, Art. I don't know if you know Art Nelson Concordia. Yeah, teacher. Uh, yeah, teacher. So he he brought his kids, and then he saw us. Me, we had I had been doing work. I was getting involved with like Filipino Community Center, you know, uh, the Filipino by Nihon Resource Center, just stuff in the community, um, just doing little things here and there, um, and. Uh, uh, Art like sees me and and then he's like oh it's good to see you brother and then he kind of he gives me like a hug and then he kisses me uh, like in my I think like my neck like my jawline <laughs> neck and then like I stop in shock I'm like what the fuck <laughs> this motherfucker gay you know like I was mad dude I was mad and but like here I was like trying to organize. And be, this was during college, right? This be being politicized. I had thought I'd been like politicized, and then I was like super mad. Like it just stuck with me, and I was like, and "Were you I, mad internally?" Like, but nobody they, saw it. It was just between oh. me and him. You uh-huh. know, he had kissed me. You didn't say anything to him then. No, or it was but just an it, was just, it was quick. No, I didn't oh. say anything. He was just like, "Oh, good to see you, brother." Because I was like, "Oh, did you guys register?" It was just like something quick, like just logistical stuff, right? Register your kids. He's like, "Oh yeah, good to see you," and he goes, "Right, plants this kiss." And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> this dude kissed me? That I ain't gay, dude. You know? Right? And then um, I it, I sat with it for a little bit. And I was just like, why am I mad? You know what I mean? Like, why why am I mad? And and, and then I realized that I, I was homophobic. And I had to work through a lot of that stuff. Mm. That was my beginning. That It took that great discomfort for me to... Sometimes discomfort is is good when you can learn from it. Uh, that people need to feel discomfort. Uh, so everything that I've said in this podcast that made you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> like is a learning opportunity hey, bro, for you and for uh, me, man. Like <laughs> we're all trying to learn. You know what I mean? At least with that kiss, right? You can say your growth at all started. The, yeah, with no, a I kiss. told, I, no, yeah, I told him on Facebook. I was like, "Thank you for kissing me." <laughs> That's what I said. Thank you for kissing me. And I, I did later interview him for my master's, for master's thesis. And he was just like, I totally violating like the privacy thing on master's thesis. I'm sure he doesn't mind. <laughs> um, and he was just like, yeah, he does that with his colleagues to sort of model for the other students, um, model for the other students that it's okay for men mm, to, mm-hmm. to be affectionate in that way. Um, but I don't know if I would be doing that for, uh, you don't have to be kissing other men or other people that don't consent to that. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that might be a bit You still much. got con- Yeah, you still have to have right? some relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be warned, I'm not going to kiss you, you know? <laughs> but, Bro, uh, I've been kissing more of my homies on the cheek. But he, he said that he's been feeling like, you know, he's... Uh, uh, it's funny because when I made that comment, people have read it and then other people sort of responded like, oh, you're not the only one that felt uncomfortable. <laughs> From- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just like well, Concordia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had done that to other people. So he, 
he I, I don't I don't think that's like the best thing to do some in some cases you, you know you got to get consent that's the right, thing right consent your brother yes but i guess like you know maybe he's just ready mind reader like oh i'm gonna I'm get rid of his homophobia mm. and then he just went in for the kiss <laughs> a kiss that kiss changed my life and, and it it's very uncomfortable to think that you have those feelings yeah right that you are homophobic right right yeah. and to like challenge because i was that. like if i'm gonna be down about ethnic studies sf state 1968 whatever it is 1965 what's the strike 1968 yeah, I think 68. I yeah, think, if I'm gonna be about down for all that, then I, I need to be like wholeheartedly doing the work all day, every day, mm. you know. Mm. But it's hard, you know, because um, you know, having a kid, yeah, that's my question. How are you m- trying to model or envisioning how you're going to raise this boy? Also, yeah, uh, especially talking about not yeah. subscribing to the traditional it, uh, concepts, of yeah. It, I mean, it's hard, like, um. You know, people say comments like, oh, he's going to get all the ladies. And it's like, my kid's not even aware of his sexuality. You know what I mean? Like, they put that on him. Like, oh, mm. getting all the girls. You know what I mean? And it's like hard. And sometimes I, I'm silent in that. And, and I'll admit on this podcast, like, I'm silent and complicit in that, you know? And it's hard because it's family and you don't want to create a scene or you don't want to, like, you Be know. woke ass. Yeah, create all these problems when, uh, you know what I mean? Like these are folks that these are your grandparents or your 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 aunties or uncles that that are important to your grandchild's life. So uh, it's hard, you know. the The best, the most I I do, I feel like I talk to my kid. He's already like feeling like learning like all this all this gender stuff. Like so what, kids what in other mean? schools, like he'll see a a commercial on TV and he'll be like, "That's only for boys." And I'm like, "No, everybody can do it." You know, he'll he'll be he'll be saying things like that. Yeah. You know? mm. So it's hard, you know, you're, 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 uh, when you're not uh, technically raising your kid, because you think about it, uh, you send your kid that uh, he goes to a preschool, that those people are raising your kids, and mm. the peers that he has are, raised, are also forming your kid's identity. Mm. It's, it's hard to, to, to let, I, I think a lot of parents can relate to that. It's hard to let go of that and mm. to, to know that they're going to leave your arms. It also puts my, my profession in perspective in that mm-hmm. I'm also helping raise. Mm-hmm other parents kids a know? significant amount of yeah. time for the yeah. youth they're in school right i mean in my class five days a week you know I, I i'm talking to them or interacting with them for five hours five hours that's five why hours teachers need to get paid more bro yeah teachers a hundred something more. hours with your kid and um you know that's uh it's uh it adds makes it makes you a little scared as a teacher but you know you, you learn to adapt and try to do your best. Don't mess them up, bro. Yeah, just brainwashing them to be woke. <laughs> don't don't brain- Brainwashing a bunch of communists. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just made a few more people just, mad uh, at you. Just a few more. <laughs> just, uh, you know, brainwashing a f- bunch of future exposers. <laughs> no. Is that what they call you? Exposies? Exposers? <laughs> so exposers. That sounds perverted. Let's uh, bring up all the exposers. <laughs> <laughs> All the exposies. Uh. Remember, y'all, he's doing this to make you uncomfortable so you grow. Yeah. Right? That's what you're just saying. It's for growth. It's right. for growth. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally excommunicated. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, thank you, brother, but can we close it out with some freestyles? Yeah, man. With a little cypher. Are you going to freestyle with me? Sure, sure. Yeah. It'll be a little back, back and forthy. And. 
I love freestyles, but you, as a guest, shall open it up. We have chill right. by Soul Chef. Gonna play on Soul right Chef about now. Hey, here's a Soul All Chef, right. Mr. Aris Styles, calling yeah. out the uh-huh. over exposure risk, getting wild. I'm okay with that. Freestyle one time, I could lay it back It's how I do, freestyling with your crew Every time I do it, this is what I gotta snooze On, oh, never sleep, I about to stay awake On the microphone, yo, I never gon' hate Innovate, motivate, motivate when I doing it Freestyle on the microphone, I be moving quick It's how I do every time that I rhyme It's my time, I'ma shine and I grind And I'm lime, a lemon, freestyle, I'm in the session This is how I do it one time, it's for my brethren Over here, one time I do all Day. Christian on the microphone, yo, he wearing gray. I'm wearing gray every single day. I just want to learn how to relate so I can get rid of my homophobic ways. Uh, this is me just trying to relate and be a woke ass. Huh, and I wear green and gray plus a little brown every day. I will go to open mics and say, yo, so hella conscious. Okay, I want to be more obvious about the ways that I move. Look at me, this is how I use the things and the lessons I learned. Try to call out all the Filipino rappers who never earn a dollar hey give me a holler no i will be like a warrior it would dollar uh, but i don't really watch no shows i be doing references but i don't really know who that dude is i don't watch no basketball i'm a cool kid who just sits at home yeah with my masculine ways i'm all buff but that's how i really try to learn how to get the mumble rap going i do uh, use this just to educate the fools i be rapping on con Shit. Every day I'm a tool, pass it off I'm to a tool like tail. a hammer This is how I do it and I never in the slammer Trying to be free, this is me, MC This is how I gotta be and I'm trying to just see The seven oceans, uh. I put it into motion This is how I do it, never silver, it's golden Yo, it's platinum, freestyle, I be rapping in This is how I do it one time, just examine them Analysis, this is how I rap and it's cool Every time I do it, yo, I got to keep it blue Blue like the ocean, blue like the sky Blue like a rhyming all day in your eye But my eyes is brown Freestyle, wear the crown all around This is how I gotta do it, never drown Got the camera here from time, I'ma do it This is how I do it when you love this music I'ma stumble but I about to get back on Soul Chef beats for now, I going on and on This is till the break of dawn and I'm doing it I pass it to the microphone and you moving it I'm moving it, my brother you sound like another Joel, hey I know that he your pal and I just say this is so many beautiful things in the community Everybody is a rapper, but better yet Maybe all Filipinos should be poets Like a poet, that's the butt, huh, understand? I get dirty in the mud uh, I got so many poetic lines in my blood Cause yo, I'm a woke bro Hey, let me take another toke, yo Cause I get high with them greens I never fight, never mean Let me get another one going This is Dreamsville that's what I'm showing. This is like a wake up song. I'm turning the music up so we can sync it all night long. Yeah, yeah. I'ma sing this song. Pass it to Mr. Dela Cruz. Go strong. Uh, about to go strong like a steroids Don't try to avoid, I'ma tell you a story No need to worry, I stay clutch like Steph Curry or Rob Horry Three point hitting it, freestyle killing it On the microphone one time, yo, I'm with wisdom it 
uh. I don't know what that means Freestyle one time, I am about the green I'm about the change Or should I say the change For Jane and uh. John, freestyle is not the same I'm just saying, I'ma stay in my lane And when I come through, I cut like sugar cane From the laborers, one time I'll be making a rhyme Just to make you listen, I'll be taking you to the most This is just a mixer on my right One time I will assist you uh. M audio monitors when I monitor that Freestyle one time I bring it back View Sonic on your screen Know what I mean Freestyle one time and I'm keeping it clean This is diamonds on the couch I'm chilling it soft Freestyle one time when I rhyme on the top This is Kirkland water from Costco Price Freestyle one time yo your dude is nice Yeah freestyle right now I do it all around on this black table And you know I wear this crown like I'm the king of that Freestyle I'm bringing raps One time on the mic yo I'm killing raps Now I could just just kill the scraps Like nah I'm not talking about the gang bang Freestyle you don't have to really understand How I rap and I slip But I'm about to bring it back on the tip When I rip this is how I'm about to do this one time This is ill on the road trip to greatness Yo I'm not a racist And when I do this one time I'm not an atheist I believe in Jesus or should I say Jesus Every time I do this one time I just sneeze this like bless you Let me get you I check you I'm about to lock it up like a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I rip through your carbon tissues When I rip through I'm about to get you You don't know what's the issue I split through one time I just kill crews Nah, I'm just bringing life to that Freestyle one time when I rhyme in tracks We about to snapchat that I rap that track Freestyle one time This is impact facts for you to just listen Never opinions This is how I do it Conquer dominion Every time I rhyme You drinking coffee Yo, it's not a sure This is probably maybe crazy Do this lately I was born four years past 80 yeah, I'm about to do it back in the days On the microphone every time I really just lay And I'ma just rhyme about the Golden State Warriors Freestyle one time Yo, I'm just touring the rhyme that you listen to Yo, I'm giving you When I'm coming through, it's so sudden Shoot a three-point like 17 Chris Mullen On the microphone, yo I just bust him threes When I come through on a Saturday Yo, cross over like your heart away And I rhyme the one time I'm for sure, I'ma coach you all like like your name was Steve Kerr, yo, Curry or Clay Thompson, what's the problem? One time, yo, I just got them, just dunking it, freestyle you in the scene, yo, I got defense like Draymond Green, yeah, you know what's so cooked, ah, so cooked, uh, he can make beautiful music, he got them hooks, no, he a academic, got them books, no, he be flowing like the water down the crooks, uh, down the creeks, maybe down the looks that you just give on him, huh? Don't be mean, he's just got so much uh, bliss, but don't call him no communist, cause he ain't no exposureist, uh, he be going, <laughs> that was a joke, that was everybody, I hope you don't get mad at me too, this ain't my dude, we ain't really friends, I'm trying to be rude. <laughs> Last Man. one, brother. Last one. All right. You got to do one more. This one is called Endless Summer. All right. Ooh, this one sounds melancholy. This one sounds... You only got how many minutes? You got three minutes to kill on this, brother. All right. You, yeah. th- you throw me some words on, on this one. Some words? Some words. Some words about... This like, is the build-up right oh. here. Philippines. Uh, yeah. Yo. Yo. Yo, the Philippines. 
P.I. Don't know why All my people out there Why they gotta die The turf day is dirty Y'all just tryna be Hungry and thirsty Feed the family It's a tragedy But in reality They just telling lies To the people All this is fallacies All the people protesting Trump Freestyle one time We want Trump to get dumped This is crazy The P.I. We tryna survive Tryna live another day Tryna live our Money. lives Money they say it's the root of evil, but I say it's greed One time it's for the people, gotta serve them Try to work and when I'm coming through one time Why these people still jerking? Gentrified, Instagram, freestyle one time You better listen man, I gotta give your fans a shout or a heart A like or reply, yo I gotta just spark for you to just listen Scroll down frequent, on the microphone, yo I do this on the weekend This is season, I could give another reason To stop social media, yo, we all bleed Bleeding for attention, bleeding for that love, bleeding for that Facebook, trying to hook it up. Better stop that, better meditate, better elevate, concentrate, innovate. This is just how we just invented. On a microphone one time, I check the message like a DM. You see him every time I leave him, I'ma just sing like a Christian with deep hymns. Uh, this is how I got a rhyme though. This is how I do it one time, I'm rhinos. Over giraffe when I spit a rap, when I come through, I a safari, I'll bring it back like a cheetah I see the moment like I'm Eminem It's freestyle at one time, I could tell a friend But then again, I could bring it back This is how I spit a rap When I bring it back, this the infinite Sideways 8, when I just tattoo it Freestyle at one time, yo, I'm mad through it uh, and you could just expand This is how I do it, I'm a miraculous man Like I'm Jesus, Elijah When I rhyme a verse, this is how I show you I shine that word, every time I do this The mountains is beautiful, moving oceans One time, this is cubicles Moving through, how I'm breaking that Every time I do this, one time, I could shake a rap Three minutes in, or should I say two? Two minutes, three, baby, that's just few What I'm about to do, keep it cool for your schools Keep it for the folks, one time Keep it new Every time I do it one time Keep it conscious This is how I do it Keep it woke That's the problem We just trying to make the world a better place Every time I do it one time No matter race Class agenda Freestyle I enter This is how I gotta do it When I just gon' end the Oppression I get ya This is how we do Collective struggle I keep it for your crew For me and you Unity You and ITY It's freestyle This is how I survive P.I. to the bay Okay it's all day Every Every time I do this, yo, we gotta slay all the greedy ones, the rich on the capitalists. Every time I do this one time, I'll be practicing. Uh, gotta stay and meditate that. Freestyle one time and elevate raps. Elevate raps! What's that? What's that? Explosion? <laughs> 90s explosion sound. For sure. Thanks for killing it, brother. Thanks for having me. How can people uh, get in contact with you? Um, I know your Instagram is Aristogram. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, Aristogram. Aristogram. I don't post any raps on there. Just post my uh, life. If you yeah, want. your pictures because you aren't a good marketer, yeah. as we've talked about. I'm on Facebook uh, for old people. I know young people <laughs> don't do Facebook. Um, Would you be down for people to hit you up to collab? Yeah, man, just, uh, you know, I'll work with anybody. Yes. You know, um, just don't make me write an exposure rap. Um, <laughs> oh I have God. not I have not been to one, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, do you have any last message for anyone? Um, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, um, brother. Thanks for yeah. coming on.